Three, two, one. Amplify your mission. Authors, coaches, speakers. This week's listener shout out goes to DFHSUS. He or she writes five star amazing information. Just listen to the coronavirus episode and all the information shared was so good and so important at this time. Adam interviews are not only so very valuable, but they are also highly engaging. Don't miss the show. Sandra, that's a shout out to Sandra. And if you want to be featured, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, leave a short written review, and I'll give you a shout out on an upcoming episode. Our next speaker is a best-selling author, TEDx speaker, and was even named one of the top 10 dads in podcasting by Podcast Magazine. Please help me welcome to the stage, Adam Lewis Walker. Well, hello, you beautiful people. I'm going to put my early morning radio voice on now. It's not really a radio voice. It's just, it is early morning here. So good morning. Um, it's early. My house is yet to wake so I've come down this recording on the day, which I always like to for these solo shows where it's me speaking on a particular topic and adding some value in that way, touching base with you guys, because it's, you know, so many great guests and they really are the showcase on the, the majority of the episodes. And it builds up what I want to say and uh, some value I want to put in. And I just want to obviously touch base in any updates that are going on and keep it really current. Before I head off to the UK um, and actually speaking before that in Denver, which I'll talk about a little bit. That's not the main focus. If you feel like this is lower energy, generally because I don't want to wake up the whole house. (laughs) So I've snuck down here to record um, and get this right up to date as we sit here on the day that this goes out. Anyway, what I want to speak to you about today I was thinking last night about the, you know, what's been going on the last couple of months. And I don't just want this to be, oh, this is the update of what I've been doing. So I'm going to talk to you about the three professional speaker models, um, kind of explain that the three options to you. And actually in the real world, from my experience, my perspective, and obviously having, having done these, but also having interviewed, spoken to, been around a lot of different professional speakers that are either heavily into one of the three main um, models of professional speaking and then there's a there's a mixture and i i really am a mix mixture myself i hope this is helpful it'd be interesting to think about where you are or where you want to be or like what the ratio of these three you've got you're doing or you're you're aspiring to doing and then also the path the future which which one do you want to do more of less of um, and some of the assets you might want to build up to make that a real smooth transition and, and make you more efficient and effective to have a bigger impact and make more income with your time um, and just be more, yeah, be more efficient. Anyway, and it might, you know, fit in with other things you're doing. As you'll see, I am definitely not the, the classic paid professional speaker, which is what we still talk about. So the three main models that I am aware of, there's probably variations of these and mixtures as we're going to talk about the three main models, professional speaker that I am currently experiencing, the classic paid professional speaker, which I will dig into more, then speaking for free, unpaid, then number three, again with my accent, sometimes when I say three, the number three and free, F-R-E-E, they sound the same, I get that. And then number three, sponsoring an event the pay to speak model so it's paid unpaid and pay to speak 
And these are actual business models and ways to generate income from all three of them. So when you say, oh, I'm paid, isn't that just you go up and stand in a room, just wandering there and start speaking? Not quite. <laughs> and then obviously, you know, there's ways to make money through podcasting, but I'm distinguishing here, not the digital speaking model. I'm talking about standing on stages. See, then you've got the hype, the virtual side of things, but we we put that in. Obviously, that's blurred the lines a little bit over these last couple of years with pandemic. But we're talking about standing in front of an audience and speaking in a professional, high standard capacity where people are going to listen to you. And then obviously virtual summits are something that blurred the lines more and more. And so everything I say can be applicable in virtual summits and is applicable in virtual summits. And I've done that, but I will, I will talk about the positives and minuses from my, again, purely my opinion and my preferences. And I think it's important to know what you do and what you don't like and, and, but definitely test things out. Oh, and before I dig in too much, little health updates. I believe the last solo show I did with, on, for the podcast was a month or so ago, a month or two ago. I just explained that I'd had a lot of health issues this year, kind of weird, unexplained, and a huge amount of symptoms. Then got into the, the medical system here where they tried a lot of different drugs. And then it was a mixture of, okay, what are side effects of the drugs? What are actually the original symptoms? Um, and so I've been through, through the, I feel like a full MOT and MOT for the Americans is what we do for cars in England to make sure that a full checkup to make sure they're roadworthy. So that's what I feel like I'm, I'm having. I'm ideally near the end of this. Um, and that finished off cleared eventually off infectious diseases specialist off um, ear, nose and throat specialist. Um, and then, you know, scans, etc. And the last thing that's kind of coming around to one of the things on the, on the, the, the their minds as well was in my gut as well so that was i ended up finishing off my first ever colonoscopy and again if you're a uk or a us listener in the uk people who keep saying oh yeah they don't knock you out and i've heard various stories but in the us they you know it's um, general anesthetic they completely knock you out different terms different countries so i had a colonoscopy really recommend anyone around the 40 mark it's a bit early to have the uh, colonoscopy, but if you've got any issues or symptoms or, you know, if in doubt, go and start speaking to a doctor and um, no, no harm in getting it done. And um, they actually took a biopsy because of my other issues, they wanted to check some stuff. I just got the results literally yesterday. So nothing showing up on the biopsy. So from their little, and they all, everyone seems to stick in their lanes. They don't comment about anything else, but from their point of view, all clear. So that's good because we were really trying to get that in before I go away um, first for speaking, which I'm going to talk about here, and then to the UK for well over a month. So I head off in a few days after um, Independence Day, squeezing that in, and then I'm speaking at US Air Force Academy next week, which is another reason why I'm going straight on to England, because this is a speaking gig that has been bumped multiple times through the pandemic, and we're still coming out the other side. And so I'm like, this was not the original plan date, but I did not want to miss it, so made it work, and that would put I would put that into one of the categories of prestigious stages, which we're going to talk about. So anyway, back to the three main options as a professional speaker: ways to generate money and and business models, basically in the real world applied for me as a case study, and I'll probably mention some of my friends and peers and people I've interviewed. So, number one, paid. This is the one that I feel like everyone assumes 
is this is how you do it and this is the 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 more traditional this is the one that's been around for longest this is the most clear-cut transactional it's relatively simple <laughs> you know a company or an organization either finds you through a speakers bureau which is rarer unless you're a big name or you go out there and this is more realistic in the real world you prospect you actually reach out to these people, you are organizations, you do your research, you'll be proactive, you approach them, much like my approach to as well, land in a TEDx talk, which I'll explain how that work fits into all of this. There's a whole system that I've got as well. Um, it's a learnable system and I'm happy to, you know, explain and talk that, talk that through in a, um, another episode or if you reach out to me and we can see what works for you and I can, I can coach you through that. Um, so this is obviously a clear return on investment in terms of a company or individual organization will reach out to you. More likely you will reach out to them, you will make that contact and you will have your stuff together because this is where they are then going to listen to your pitch or overlook your information. And that's where you have your speaker. You really need a specific speaker site. Um, you need like a one sheet, you need speaker testimonials, both from the audience, from organizers. You need a speaker reel, a scissor reel. I say you need, these are all great assets to have. If you're a TEDx speaker, that would likely be cut into your speaker reel, if not your whole speaker reel. Being a TEDx speaker, in my opinion, put thousands or thousands onto your speaker fees for starter or give you that confidence to go from unpaid to paid speaker because that is a big threshold to cross. Uh, I crossed that back in, I believe, 2016 or around that time and jumped straight into the thousands because, again, everyone's different but and you're, you're paid what you're worth, what you believe you're worth as well. But also, I had assets at that point. I was a best-selling author. I was a TEDx speaker, a top 1% podcast for the last four or five years at that point. Um, and so there's a certain level and these, these are um, real assets that you can use um, as opposed to, okay, um, Adam, I'd like to speak at your event. Will you pay me? It's very different to you know positioning and the prestige that the assets that you build up from you know TEDx speaker, top ten dads in podcasting, best-selling author of Awaken Your Alpha, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You can see these these are assets that have real-world value, especially in the paid speaker circuit. I, I don't want to get too much into it, but it's important to obviously have your talks down and what you. And what you offer, not too many, but also you've got some space for customization there. That obviously, success leaves clues. Look up some speakers that you either aspire to or maybe just a couple of steps ahead of you and see what they've got on their websites um, and see the sort of things they offer. Generally, companies are booking for some kind of leadership talk, obviously some kind of motivational talk generally or combinations of sales is always big. And then you've got your more um, industry or expert specific type talks like for me entrepreneurs how to get a tedx talk um, you know three secrets to become a tedx speaker my awaken your alpha keynote that is more yeah a keynote and more motivational and with steps more, more leadership and i'm literally stepping into um when we're talking about the book to have prestigious and and also that's that's where you start getting into the hybrid of this can be done for paid or unpaid and i'm going to talk about that one next if you do have a book that can make up some of your revenue or both in having books for sale at the, the back of the room it gets into a whole number of issues whether they're self-published um, or traditional published in terms of how much profit you're going to make there and if it's better, even worth it but also through the organizer 
to make up your speaker fee they may have a certain budget and then there's if you've got a book it's like okay i can meet your budget but then negotiate them buying a a certain bulk order of books you won't get all of that profit but all of that money but you'll get a chunk bulk ordering the books for all the attendees half the attendees the vip attendees you know what i'm saying so that's that's another way that you can make up some revenue and again the paid speaker professional speaker in that format if that's all they do these are people who are out there you know speaking what 100 to 300 times a year a lot of life on the road but again obviously there's variation between that this is the sort of thing in terms of paid i'm you know looking more very picky and happy to 10 12 a year something like that just just to keep the mix and again i think it's important to diversify and that's my opinion anyway um, I saw in the pandemic, I was literally sitting next to a gentleman who was a full-on professional paid speaker. That was their main thing. And when stuff started closing down, I saw him lose tens and tens of thousands in like a few hours where just every event was cancelled. Um, that obviously happened for a lot of us. I had a few, um, but nothing. I hadn't put all my eggs in one basket. And that's another reason why I was like, I'm glad I wasn't, you know, 100% in that arena. And also, I don't want to be on the road and feel like I have to be on the road to get paid. And on the paid speaker, that is something I'm going to do, um, just getting my stuff, getting all these new assets together. And I've been speaking recently. I've got a lot of new stuff for my speaker reel. And I'm you know, bringing that all together to redo my speaker reel for the first time in a couple of years. Do a push on that for the towards the end of the year. It's my goal to have some paid speaking gigs, a couple for the end of the year. But again, that won't happen unless you put the work and put the effort in, which I've intentionally not done at this point. One of my goals is to um, give that a little go in a short period of, of like how much could you earn in a you know in a short shorter period but a, um, a dedicated focus period just to see okay that is what is possible and that's also obviously good for myself but also when I'm coaching and supporting and helping people take to that next level after getting their TEDx talk for example I want to have tried and tested model of what is physically what is possible and an example of my approach. Mm-hmm in that arena and then obviously if i did that for a couple of months you can work it out per annum if you decided to go just do that all the time how much is possible and also stretch the legs in terms of getting that speaker fee up and getting on prestigious stages okay this is already going long so option number two of the professional speaker the unpaid model now for me in this my personal scenario the unpaid model is actually how i earn more I've just got back in the last month, events are opening up more at least, but for me, I had health problems at the start of the year. So I really only just got out there, you know, March, no, April, May, yeah. And I did a two events back to back. It wasn't worth coming back to the middle of nowhere. So I spoke at two events and, and one of them, the second one was actually a, an unpaid speaking opportunity. So you think, well, okay, so these are the ones where likely to get free and maybe even VIP access to the, the summit, the conference that you're speaking at, but you are responsible for paying for your, you know, your flights, your accommodation, your food, everything. You, you, you're just there. Okay. And I actually ended up doing the MC in there as well. And I'll talk to you a little bit about that. So the unpaid speaking, and this is the model where you want to be obviously speaking at areas clearly where you have expertise, where, where your idle customers are. There's needs to be, it needs to be um, very strategic and technical. Why are you speaking there? And also the most important thing, if you're doing unpaid, you need to have some kind of product or service that actually helps those people there that is a realistic option that is makes a lot of sense to then be the, the next step, the follow-up. 
And if you get that all done right, this can be a very profitable way to go about it because the credibility you've got, because number one, you are the speaker there. The organizer has positioned you and just added to your credibility of, okay, you've been invited to speak. And again, realistically, you've applied, but you know, they've ultimately, then they've said, yes, we, we want you to come speak. Organizers would not get you there unless they've checked you out and they want you to represent them, their brand, their conference, et cetera. So for example, for me, just, just this, this past you know, couple of months, so that, that was PodFest, for example. And my, I have big credibility in that arena. I'm a podcaster, they're my people. And also I'm a podcaster who's gone on to get a TEDx talk that's really helped ramp up the speaking side of things, the credibility side of things, and opened up a lot of doors that makes it easier for me to, to walk onto those sorts of stages. So huge majority of the audience there are at least in the TEDx sense, me a couple of years ago, but they are me now as well. And they're like looking, okay, podcaster, ways to grow and get more exposure for their, their, their message, their mission, amplify your mission, for example, makes a lot of sense. And this is the, the TEDx, I can talk them through how I've done it and how others have done it. And the next thing, some of those people want to speak to me. So in this scenario, that was a, a clear winner of this trip by far, probably spent you know, at least a thousand dollars for the, you know, for the privilege with expenses, et cetera. And, it, and well, easily over that with time as well to speak at the event. I love it. I absolutely love it. And you get to attend and connect. That's the networking and the connection with people there is intangible. I mean, that, that's worth a lot. That's worth huge amounts to me. I, I absolutely loved it. So that was the unpaid. So, I mean, on this trip, that was a clear winner for me, but it's, it's, it's important. So this trip I'd actually put together was the first time I'd sponsored to this level an event, um, basically the pay to speak model. And, and this can be a really lucrative model as well, depending. And again, you've got to really do your homework. You've got to speak at the right event where the, the ideal audience is congregated. It's, you know, it's very hard to get organizers get, getting bums on seats, especially with the explosion of virtual events and again to physically travel to these places. And then obviously you're invested, you're, you're more in the hole instead of, you know, a thousand or so just to get there and hotels and, then speak. Worst case scenario, you've got a lot of education, a lot of good connections. When you, the third kind of option, and I, again, I only suggest delving into this one when you've really got the, the paid and the unpaid under your belt and down. Um, again, that's just my opinion. Obviously, you can do different opportunities diff arise and you can do in different orders, but the sponsor is when you, you've got confidence in, you've got a clear offer that works, that helps people, that people are actually buying, not one about that they actually are investing in. There's clearly uh, an audience that invests in this and this makes sense to. You've got the right event, the right organizer who's going to work with you at the right level because you can spend literally tens of thousands to sponsor an event if obviously if it's a huge event. And what event do you um, best, was this best organized? You need, you need to know sort of like percentages of the room that you're likely to that are likely going to want to follow up with you and can you deliver the goods this is one that i feel puts the most pressure on the speaker so you want to make sure you got your stuff together so again instead of investing a thousand to get there you're investing thousands to get there and whether it's a breakout room whether it's a the main stage whether it's you know before the event after the event whether there's advertising for your brand as well involved in that so in this scenario Basically, I spoke right near the start of the event, which was actually good in many ways because then, I say it's out of the way. No, then I'm there for anyone who wants to follow up throughout the event. 
And that's actually the reality of what happened. I, I going into it, I thought it would be more follow up after the event and I had availability for that. So people could literally scan the QR code after my, again, you've got to do a very good talk, offer a lot of value. So people, oh my goodness, I want to follow up and find out more done in the right way. Again, that's where you can, you know, if you sponsor generally, you can sell from stage. That's not my preference, not my model, because um, it's quite a bespoke one-to-one thing. And in, in helping people get their TEDx talks is then, and so I do idea clarity calls that you, you can book in, likely not over the, the straight away in the summer if there's not much availability because I'm going back to England and at the Air Force, for example. Generally, you can reach out to me and if I'm going to work with you, um, you know, even in a group setting or one-to-one or kind of done for you as much as my highest level offering, I still want to have that 20, 25 minutes sit down with you and talk through your ideas before I know that I can genuinely help you and that you can become a TEDx speaker. And also for both of us checking each other out of, you know, this is the interaction that is going to be going on. This is how I am. This is how you are. And make sure it's going to work before I invite you to work with me and make the offer. The wrong fit is not good for both of us. You know, that the one wrong client is not worth all the money in the world. And I've learned that from experience. So that's, that's, my, that's how I roll with this. But actually, at this, in this event, I sponsored more people booked in um, during the event out, you know, in the early mornings, I'm an early morning lunch breaks after. So it was a relatively small event. So again, you think, oh, small events, small numbers, but no, that gives you the opportunity to really have good solid connections with people. So I had some great conversations there. I'd actually made back my money. So I spoke literally at three till four, my first like, idea consultation at five o'clock. The first one It's how it should work because in theory, it was like, right, booking for next week if you want or if, if you're really keen to speak to me while i'm here we can do it in person that's obviously more value first person i spoke to was obviously out of that group was the keenest perfect fit you know it's it's a no-brainer for both of us and uh, they signed up but the important thing no one is a client until they've invested um because these conversations i had in theory several people who were like literally one or two actually said they're in and you know so but that, that person, I'd made back my money on investing in sponsoring that event. I think it was like literally by 9, 10, um, the, the, it came through that evening on the Friday night. So that was nice to take the, uh, the pressure off of, okay, I'm not going to lose money. Um, and I'm getting to get to you know, help someone really well. And I'm making some great connections. And I roomed with a, an absolute legend. He's going to be on the podcast. Um, so that was good to make that connection. So there's a lot of more untangible um, things from sponsoring an event and have made some great connections from that event as well but current <laughs> it was not a um, hugely hugely financial you like well but it could have been and so it's good to test these things and then not lose money is always a treat if you're testing things but then when you put the sponsored event with the unpaid event because it was i went straight onto that one um even with all the expenses I did well, and in that kind of direct playoff, the unpaid event in this scenario was a clear winner. But again, the important thing with that was you're looking at a bigger event that, you know, 1,000 to 1,500 people there. But this was the interesting thing. They had so many tracks there. It was very hard for people to find the speaker and the, the talk that they wanted to see because there were so many great speakers and talks, literally up to 10 tracks going at one time. So it was that more kind of feel, but it did mean those people that got to your see your talk were hugely qualified. If you're looking about over a thousand people were potentially perfect to see my talk. And then if you look at say like 50 people got to it, which is actually really good numbers, for example, you know, you had huge variations of numbers. And I know my on that 
track of you know I had four speakers in the afternoon that I actually ended up emceeing because the MC had lost his voice, which is again another entertaining thing. Got to stretch my MC muscles and actually int introduce myself. So that's another you know speaker modeling you can. The MC is obviously different to a speaker, and some people are professional MCs only. Um, but for a lot of people I know as well, it's something you can, if you can do it well, you can add it onto your either your speaker fee or your offer while you're there. You can literally MC the event and then do the closing keynote or opening keynote. There's there's different ways you can package this up and sell yourself. Um, but as I said, I had the most, I packed out the room, had the most attendees in that audience that have been filled, that have made their way to the, um, through all the different speakers. Um, so it was very competitive. So those people who got in that room, you know, were highly qualified, several clients out of there. And um, I was like, okay, no pressure, not all, let's say pressure, you know, that view to serve and add value and over deliver in the session there, knowing that it will work out. But also there is in the back of the mind, you know, if it doesn't financially even just if it doesn't at least you know break even and make it um in a business sense viable to continue doing this then you cannot obviously keep flying and staying in hotels and doing this and and helping people in the way so it's, you've got to have your, your everything organized so paid unpaid sponsored paid to speak hope i've given you some real world examples of how that's working for me i'm going to be my focus going into the full is to definitely put a little bit more focus on the the paid speaker route that, that's what i'm looking to do and, and actually increasing the my speaker fee on that but that's because i've built up the assets so if you're sitting there and you don't have certain assets like this whole podcast is about you know presenting publishing and podcasting and, and ways to increase your the prestige and on the stages and raise your own personal platform so ways to do that obviously the ted talk for me is a no-brainer if you want to be any kind of speaker paid unpaid sponsor i think it really gives that level of credibility and it's it's achievable and i've got lots of resources the talk accelerator how to get a tedx a podcast that's out there with free audio resource then you can i've got a webinar training on demand that you can reach out and you can get hold your hands on that you can bounce your tedx ideas or ideas worth sharing off me in an idea clarity call that's the way so you've got lots of options i have a idea blueprint pdf that you can get your hands on just reach out to me if you've got a variation of this or just the the general speaking and you want to speak to me can reach out to me i mean like a direct way calendly.com forward slash adam lewis walker forward slash connect i have little 15 minute calls that are more general about all and everything if you think you, you you want to talk about getting into this one of these speaking models or about what works what applies best to you or what you want to do and what assets you do and don't have and how to best package yourself and the strategy behind really going down this route and amplifying your mission then that's something we can talk about and link to that so getting on prestigious stages i mentioned i'm speaking at the air force academy in denver this is not a paid speaking gig i have not paid to speak on this but the main reason i'm doing this is a prestigious stage it's not like i'm speaking at X conference in Denver. It's the Air Force Academy. That comes with a certain level of credibility, and then you know, so building the assets there. So that I, my one of my goals as well, outside, is to get onto more and more prestigious stages. You know, speaking at the Hollywood Roosevelt relatively early, or right off the back of my TEDx talk um, in my career, speaking career, is one of the most prestigious stages I've spoken on. And so I'm aware that I actually I'm looking for these known stages and you know very visually stunning stages as well to to kind of raise the prestige and the platform that i'm building here as well so that may be you as well and i'm looking to offer speakers that as well and put on events but that's something slightly different so again do you have a book 
you know, I've been co-authored a book that helped helped raise my platform. Then I self and then I didn't actually self-publish. Hybrid published a book with a publishing company out of England in 2018. So that's a piece of the puzzle as well. And that's being much about for speaking. That's actually having the version 2.0 is coming out. And I say that mainly the the front cover is being changed because I've got some more prestigious marketing assets. I've got a quote from Robert Green, author of the 48 Laws of Power, going on the front. Um, we're changing the subtitle so it fits more. It's more clear and it fits more for that, you know, that public speaking and professional speaking circuit, more emphasizing the leadership aspects of that so that it fits when I'm speaking on stages. And then, as I mentioned, prestigious stages, publishing, uh, sorry, podcasting, you don't necessarily need your own podcast, but that is a great platform to leverage, getting on bigger podcasts. If no one will have you on these platforms, build your own platform. So that's a uh, relatively simple way to start and get on, get that access, get that networking and build um, the credibility through that. Uh, you know, I've been doing that for eight years. So that's one thing. And then another thing I'm really digging into more is being, the, you know, the featured on, I said, prestigious places, the, the Forbes, the Inc. And getting the blue ticks, you know, that certified in, a, in an online world where everyone's you've got to gain that credibility in the reality of who you are and um, it's easier in person that's another reason why i like doing these real events but the blue tick you know verified um, public figure for instagram facebook tiktok etc i haven't even started my tiktok yet but that's on the to-do list one thing at a time that's something i'm doing for myself and i can help others you know, I have specific ways and I can guarantee you get featured on these certain publications. And then that leads over, you know, six months or so, there's a process to go for getting blue tick verified. So I'm in that process myself now. So if you want to get featured on the certain platforms and I can offer and help you with that. So it's really kind of the, everything um, you need to amplify your message, amplify your mission. That's what I do here. But paid, unpaid, sponsored, paid to speak, those three main options, they all work on virtual as well. And I'm actually delving in to the virtual stuff i've got some options and it's mainly because i know my numbers and the cost involved with speaking i much prefer in-person speaking events but recently i've done the unpaid model i've done that for, for years on summits and you know getting clients out of that that's obviously makes a lot of sense and then usually a, a lower fee to pay to speak at a decent online event again can be a bit hit or miss so again there's risk involved with all these being paid to speak and virtual Yes, I, I don't personally, I'm not a massive fan of that, but that's, that's something a lot of professional paid speakers have managed to um, do well. And it's, it's, again, it's a nice thing to mix in there and then sponsor paid to speak at certain events. That's something I'm looking into because usually the fee is a lot lower. If I get one client, how much I can invest and how much it costs me actually as well to get that through Facebook ads and advertising purely online, I know how much my costs are. So if I can speak at an event for something similar or below and get one minimum or two, three, four clients, then it's a no-brainer as well. So my preference is to get out there, but again, I'm doing a mix. So these are all your options out there. Have a think about you, your business goals, what you like doing as well. Because again, it doesn't have to be the one that makes the most money. It could be some unquantifiable aspects that you just love. I mean, I love travel. If you didn't like travel, you could really do all of this from your basement ultimately and get your studio set up. Yeah, so I'm heading off straight from Denver and I got a result here. Um, I'm We're flying out of Toronto, which is seven hour drive from here. So I was for at one point looking like I was gonna literally fly back to Detroit, I drive four hours, turn around, drive back across. But now I'm flying straight from Denver to Toronto to meet my family who are driving across and then we're over to England. 
So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Might do some speaking back there, but I've resisted looking into it too much because it is a family holiday and well needed. So hope you have a great weekend and great Independence Day coming up for those in the States. The meme always comes around for me that said in, in jest. <laughs> I love the one that's like, happy Freedom Day, you ungrateful colonials. Some people may get offense to that, but you know, if you know me, that's uh, just said in jest. And so, and it's interesting, like, I feel like most English people are like, ah, oh, Americans Independence Day, they just have a pie. The history of it, people have, since I've been over here, people have said, oh, it's Independence Day. You okay with this? As an English person, I'm like, yeah, it's fine. British were brutal in their history. And, uh, but I always just joke like, yeah, we just, we had too many other things going on at the time. And the whole history of the, uh, you know, Independence Day and all that, fascinating. I've got into it more and more now, but yeah. So that's what's coming up now is have a great Independence Day. Still, the British are not coming. They're here. I'm still here. <laughs> and uh, all good. All right, guys, this has ended up being a long episode, but it is what it is. Um, I hope it was value. And I will, well, it's going to be lots and lots of guests. And I will do a another solo episode, likely when I'm back from the UK um, or while I'm in the UK. Uh, we'll see how it goes. And uh, anything you need, just reach out to me. Please do connect. Please do share. And obviously, leave a review. And I'll give you a shout out on an upcoming show. I really appreciate that. And join the Amplify Your Mission Facebook community. Let me know what you need. What do you need to amplify your mission? And we'll get those guests on. I'll get those resources here. We'll talk through it. I'd love to hear your idea worth sharing. Attention, authors, coaches, speakers. Make sure to join our Amplify Your Mission community on Facebook. Thank you for your cooperation. All right. Have a great week. Amplify your message and amplify your mission. System shutdown in three, two, one.